0: Hey, all. I'm so excited to welcome uh, Noah is a pastor up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, He's an author, a pastor, and a podcaster. Um, And if you're looking to find out what he's doing, um, he has a book called Beyond the Battle, a man's guide to his identity in Christ in an Oversexualized world that is actually coming out in July 2021. So if you're a guy listening to this and you're looking for a book to read, definitely check this one out. Um, And thank you, Noah, for being able to to come on and, and speak today.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Jacob. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, so kind of as we we talk it off and you and I were talking back and forth on what we kind of wanted to do for topics, um, the one that kept coming into my mind was just this topic of insecurity um, and insecurity. I mean, I think we kind of get you get people get caught in that crossfire of comparison trap, um, but it's definitely a topic that has been in constant discussion, even more in recent years, because it, it can be easy to have a lack of confidence, especially as we just, we go through our daily lives, and just situations come up. What are some ways, I guess, in you, in your life, or that you have experienced that security insecurity affects our daily lives? What are some, yeah. some big ways?
1: Yeah, that's a great topic and question. I think insecurity is one of those things that everybody has in common. I think that it uh, it looks differently in different people's lives. So we, I think all of us, whether we're Christians or not Christians, it's going to look differently. So for, if, you, if you're not a Christian, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, there's insecurities that you're looking to fill as far as who you are and what your purpose is. And if you're a Christian and you have Jesus, and we, we'll talk about that today, we sometimes know those things in our head. Uh, And we certainly believe them. We believe things about who Jesus says we are, but it's sometimes hard to live into those things. So I I say that to get rid of any shame that a Christian would have. It doesn't mean uh, there's something wrong with you. I think all Christians struggle with insecurity in different ways. And then we looked at different things to fill it. And the good news is, uh, to me, it's just, it's like fuel for my daily life, my daily time with God, my my daily prayers, my conversations with God, really, they almost all revolve around my insecurities and Jesus being my security. I, I think it's just something that I and we have to be reminded of uh, consistently a day in and day out. So you mentioned the comparison game. Uh, there's so many ways you could go with insecurity. Often, uh, we don't feel Like we're enough, we feel like something has to be improved, something has to be added. It often can manifest with relationships. Uh, So my book uh, it talks quite a bit about that. As for guys, how we will look to women to fulfill our insecurities, and or we will look to sex or pornography to fulfill our insecurities, because that makes me feel like I'm important. That makes me feel like I'm valuable, but. We, we look to a lot of things for that. Sometimes it's stuff that's not even sinful, like money or career or promotion or marriage. Those things aren't sinful things, but we can certainly look to those, turning them into an idol to be the thing that, that satisfies that insecurity inside of me. If I just have this, then I'll be secure. You know, if I just have this, then I'll be secure. And it's really a treadmill. It's a hamster wheel. We never feel secure if we just have that next thing.
0: Yeah. And, and I'll, and I'll definitely echo this again. I mean, uh, just cause
1: I have a podcast does not mean
0: uh, I don't deal with my own insecurities as well as, as we talked about um, all of us do. And when we mention insecurities, there's oftentimes we don't realize we're having insecurities or we don't realize that they're manifesting themselves yeah. or covering themselves as something else. What are some ways um, that we can identify insecurities in our life?
1: yeah that's a good point it's it's kind of like if you go to the doctor and you have a rash on your skin or something I don't know I'm just think- making this up as I go uh, and and you need that rash treated but the doctor looks at you and says, well that rash is there because you have this autoimmune you know disease and we actually have to treat that disease the, the rash will go away if we treat you know the disease inside of you and I think that's what you're getting at with your question and I think it's a really good question where we, if if you look at our culture, you look at western culture, people wouldn't do the things most of the things they do and i will say we we wouldn't do most of the things we do if we if we knew why we were doing them. Like like i don't think an addict whether whether it's a social media addict or it's a drug addict, i don't think an, an or you know a sex addict or relationship addict I don't think an addict would, it just wakes up one day and says, I'm going to have addictive behavior. I'm just going to do this thing and I'm going to let it control me. I, I think we can, uh, we can ask honest questions. We can ask uh, and, and doing it in community and having mentors and accountability and say, for, for me uh, with some of my story has to do with overcoming a pornography addiction. And I got to a point, I, I was a pastor, married, uh, fell back into uh, pornography and I was asking God what am I desiring that's underneath this like what is it what is underneath my desire for pornography that keeps bringing me back to it and I'd ask God that and he told me and what what I was looking for was a sense of validation of approval I wanted, uh, in this case, women, to tell me that I was valuable, that they approved of me? And I think that's a good question to, to answer. Your question is we can look at any of our behaviors, social media. It could even be uh, Netflix, binging, you know, it, things that might feel innocuous, just playing video games for 12 hours or, or, and not, you know, not taking responsibility for life or whatever it may be and say what is underneath my desire? Is it really that I've got to blow up one more person on Call of Duty? Is that really why I'm sitting here? And it's not that Call of Duty is bad, right? As, a, as a, in and of itself, but why is this the thing I go to? I go to this thing, what is it giving me? And I think that answer is gonna be different for different people, but it's gonna be somewhere in the ballpark of this thing makes me feel safe. It makes me feel whole. It makes me feel valuable. It makes me feel like I'm approved. Uh, even in my own, even in my, I can say, I, 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 I conquered this thing. I did this thing. Uh, I feel this. And those are, those are surface level feelings for something much deeper within us that only Jesus can give us. And there is a path, it's an intentional path for us to walk uh, to find that only in Jesus so that we're not looking for it from all these other things.
0: We mentioned confronting or asking Jesus, hey, what what are my insecurities? And, and we also talk about always having some close relationships and people that you can trust that are around you. How many people are, or what's the level of that that you could ask people um, that are close enough to you that could call out or even notice some of those insecurities that are yeah. coming
1: up? Dude, I love what you said that they would notice your insecurities that are coming up. I think we need people, one, that we can give intentional permission to. So people that were in community. So if don't do a small group where you're just kind of praying about like if you're a college student, you know, if the level of your prayer request never gets passed, I've got exams coming up, you know, I'm stressed. Um, I'm, I'm sick or, or my parents are sick or, you know, like those are important things, but, but I'm talking about a a much deeper, more vulnerable level of, of community where, where we're giving each other permission to notice, uh, Hey, I can't see these things on my own. I can't listen to this podcast and, and write down on a piece of paper. I might be able to write down a few, and that could be a good starting place. Start with your own notes and write down a few things. Where are my insecurities? Where are these aches inside of me that I'm, I'm thinking I can fill up with these other things? And then take that to your community. If you're in a small group or you have some best friends, you have people that are following Jesus and say, what do you notice? I, and give them, give them full green light permission to speak into your life and say, I won't be offended. Uh, you will actually be helping me. You'll be helping me heal and grow. And and I want to be able to bring these things to Jesus. And I bet you your closest friends will be able to to notice some of those things. They might say, "Yeah, I, I notice when we're at a, in a big group, if it, like a party scene or a big, you know, maybe it's a, some kind of social gathering or something for a ministry. And I notice you act differently. I notice you act differently around guys. Or I notice you act differently around girls. Or I, I notice you act in a certain way and 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 they're going to notice things that you don't notice and you can then with them go to a deeper level of saying okay what is the engine that's driving that what am i trying to get from from this group of people and uh, often that behavior it can be innocuous it also can be can be very damaging it can be sometimes you, maybe you're an angry person or you know maybe you're a very irritable person and there's things you're Your close community, if you give them permission, they can notice about you and you can start going on that path towards Jesus uh, together with somebody.
0: And this is another thing. I mean, that's a very vulnerable moment for the person that you're you're asking to, hey, tell me some of my insecurities, but also being someone that's, hey, I'm going to sit here. I'm not going to talk. I'm going to have you tell me what are some things. And that's how do you make sure you're not going down the opposite path? when you're hearing things that you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't see that. Why am I doing this? And we kind of can get into this downward spiral of uh, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's the, the catch. We don't want to go one way and go all the way the other yeah. way, but it's trying to still stay on that line. Um, even when you're, you're, you're trying to counter some of these.
1: Yeah. Uh, that I, I heard someone say recently, I don't remember even the group I was in, but they were talking about something like this. And they said, something like we're talking about and they go, okay, we know some of you out there are going, uh, there's nothing wrong with me at all. Like I'm great. I, I don't have any of these issues. And then some of you are going, oh no, I'm so messed up. I'm so bad. I I do these bad things all the time. And yeah, I can't even take a breath without like, yeah, ex- having one of these things going on in my life. And, and everybody kind of laughed and kind of related to one extreme or the other. And I think both of those are really it's important to to be able to do that. And for those who tend to beat themselves up uh, really bad, I think uh, I'll I'll talk about really for me where my path of security has been. And when I talk about it being in Jesus, uh, one of my favorite scripture verses for all this is Colossians 1, 22. It's, it's one of the verses where I get my identity from. And it basically it talks about when the father looks at us, the holy God, almighty. Uh, and, he, and he looks at us and, and we are, apart from Jesus, we are sinners. We are, the, we are always messing up. Uh, we, we, we need his grace. Uh, but when Colossians 1, says that in Christ, because of what Jesus did for us, the father sees us as holy without blemish and free from accusation. And I love that picture that like, my name is Noah and it's not Noah, the sinner. It's not Noah, the the screw up. It's not Noah, the one, the insecure one who keeps messing up. It's Noah who's holy, who's without blemish and free from accusation because of what Jesus did for me. So I don't have to I don't. I, I can get off that hamster wheel of feeling like God. I have to do these things for you to love me. I have to do these things for me to be your son. I have to do these things for me to have value uh, in your sight. Jesus did it all, so God already thinks all those things about me. And so, for those that would tend to beat themselves up and say, "I have all of these insecurities and I'm always struggling in these ways," I would I would invite you onto that path of healing of listening to the father's voice. And I, I just use Colossians 1.22 uh, for it. I, I also tie in Matthew uh, 3.16 to 17, where the father speaks to Jesus and he says, this is my son whom I love and whom I'm well pleased. And if if I'm holy and without blemish and free from accusation because of Jesus, and if I'm adopted as his co-heir, which is Romans 8.15 to 17 tells me, then that means a father says the same thing about me. He says the same thing about me that he said to Jesus, that I'm also his son whom he loves and he's well-pleased with me. And I think sometimes we just have to hear God the Father's voice speaking that to us, that as we pray, we need to listen as well. And we can pray scripture and we can listen to God speak to us through scripture. And for somebody beating themselves up, I would say, listen to the Father's voice loving you that it, you're okay. You're okay, just like you are. And he, he's inviting you uh, into experiencing his love in a, in a deeper way, but you don't have to do anything to make him love you more. He already loves you as, as much as he possibly could because of what Jesus uh, has accomplished on our behalf. Letting Letting the Father see you
0: as he sees you is so powerful. And if you're someone, I also want to add, if you're someone that is, is calling out the insecurities or if someone asks you, um, I would also put in, make sure you're also um, affirming them almost at the same time as you're yeah. giving um, the insecurities because that's such a powerful moment that not only are you telling them some areas they work on, you can also show them the areas that they are doing well and excelling. And that's an important point as well. But when we, when we get into this, I guess, how do we counter insecurities? I mean, okay, we first we've talked about, you know, finding them in their daily life identifying them how do we counter them because it's not just a one-time thing usually usually it's kind of a a process that it takes sometimes to counter these
1: yeah that's huge and i'll go back uh to one thing you you just touched on with you 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 don't you want to give people affirmation as well as if as if, if you share what their insecurities are with them but I wouldn't advise anyone to take the initiative like like, Jacob, if I see an insecurity in you. I would caution someone to just walk up to somebody and say, hey, I see this insecurity in you. You know, you should really work on this. What what I'm what we're talking about is taking the initiative yourself, like in a group setting, if you're if you're listening to to write a list out about yourself and to go to your group or to go to your friend and say, hey, I'm inviting you in to speak into me. And and, and that person doing that sort of as an honor that you bestowed upon them, it doesn't mean you can't uh, just initiate it. That's more of a confrontation though, that's different. Um, And I would only do that when it's really needed or when when it's really damaging. You know, this behavior is really damaging and that can happen. If it's really damaging to them uh, or to their community, then take the initiative to uh to, to talk about it. And there's there's loving ways to do that. So anyway, I just thought that'd be important. Yeah, so no, that, that's yeah,
0: yeah, that's valuable. Yeah.
1: But as far as how do we counter those insecurities, I will add on to so what I was just saying about finding it in Jesus, hearing the Father speak to me and say, You're you're my son, I love you. I'm well pleased with you. That's step one. It's step one is 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 uh knowing that the gospel gives that to you, knowing that the gospel is way bigger and deeper and, and filled with treasure uh, than, than we typically realize and experience. And so we can experience that. That's my daily devotional time. I do, I read scripture and I pray, but I meditate on that truth. I allow the Holy spirit to speak that truth over me. And then the second piece to it, how do we counter it? Uh, it goes back to community. It goes back to not doing it alone and being in a community where, you're, where your community reminds you of those truths. So when you start beating yourself up and saying, oh, I'm a screw up, I'm a mess up, I'm a this, I, I'm so insecure. Your community says to you, no, actually you're a son or you're a daughter of the father and he loves you and he is well pleased with you. His face shines upon you and, and, and so does mine. I love you too and I am so glad that you're my brother or sister in Christ and I love you. And God loves you way more than I even could. You are a beloved person. And it's, it's not just uh wishy-washy self-help. You know, you hear this in secular circles and I sometimes have to pause and go, it's true. We're all creating God's image. That's very true. But, but my worth really comes from what Jesus did for me. Jesus got the a plus on the test. Jesus got the hundred percent on the exam. I can take that to the bank. So it, it resounds to me much more as a believer uh, than I think it, than I think an unbeliever that doesn't have that wholeness in Christ is able to, they don't have that bank to fall back on that we have, um, Jesus did it for us. We don't have to earn the A anymore. He earned the A for us and, and I need community. We, to counter this, we need community that brings us back to that center point of what our identity in Christ is, rather than a community, and this can happen in a Christian community as well, a community of one one-upsmanship, or a community of comparison, or a community of of external, uh, you know, idolatry. Really, like creating. We need a Christian community that doesn't do those things and that flips a lot of those cultural things on their heads. Where in the first century church, you had. You had rich and poor. You you had healthy and sick. Uh, you had people from all ethnicities and walks of life, and they were in community together. And you, had, I mean, you had Romans and Roman soldiers, and you, and then you had Jews, and you had you had servants, and you had all these people in community in church together, and they ate together. Uh, they they did life together, and the the secular community looked at them and go, "You're not supposed to do that. you're not supposed to do that because you're valuable and you're not." You're not supposed to be together, and they said, "No, actually, we're all valuable because of Jesus." They were they they built a whole community a- around this principle.
0: Wow, yeah,
1: that's I mean, we need that
0: community around us, and I think one of the things that a lot of people I'm, I'm hoping that you guys listening right now are, are listening. This is a question that you actually probably should be asking. You know, what are some things that I need to, to ask? Um, and, and who are some po- close people that I can ask? Because a lot of times we don't even think to ask the question, what are my insecurities? We, yeah. a lot of us don't even get to that point. And, and even getting to this point, I can tell you is such a profound, um, invaluable moment. Because not only are you growing in your relationship with Christ, but you're also growing in the relationships that are around you. Um, Yeah,
1: which huge.
0: Yeah, which is powerful. So I guess kind of as we close, would you have any final thoughts that you'd want to give for anyone that may be experiencing um, some of the things that we talked about today? Some of the questions that they're asking, kind of just, just in that whole frame.
1: My first thought, I, I want you as a listener, if that's you, to hear that you are loved. You are loved by God, you are loved by God, the Father, the creator of all, the the Holy One, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. You you are fully loved and it's not something you have to strive for and earn and do. You're fully loved just the way you are because of Jesus. I, I think if we could just make that connection that this is Not Jesus did it. It's finished. It's already done. He did all the work needed and I can just rest in that. And and he says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. This is what he's talking about. He's saying that burden and yoke of having to measure up to uh, religious perfection, having to measure up to being the prettiest girl around or the coolest guy around, having to measure up to being society's definition of success, you don't have to measure up to any of those things come to me all who are weary and i will give you rest that that god loves you and secondly people love you i want you to know people love you and you may not know it right now you may not experience it right now you may look around and go these people don't love me the church loves you there's people in the church that love you the church isn't perfect don't give up on the church uh followers of Jesus are not perfect but don't give up on followers of Jesus and and God will provide these people in your life to show this type of love for you and reach out. You know, Jacob, I don't know if you have a way for people to get a hold of you. I always say on my podcast, when I talk about this, I just say, if you don't have anybody else to reach out to, reach out to me. I love you. Like, I, I want you to reach out to me. I can't be your best friend. I can't walk with you forever, but I can walk with you for a little while and I can help you find people uh, to be in this type of community with because I, ju- I think that's what the church is. I think that's what the church is supposed to be. And uh, it's, it, it does work. It's beautiful. So that's what I'd want to say. I'd, I'd want to say uh, that you are so loved. You are loved more than you can imagine. Uh, and, and it's not me saying it. It's, it's the Bible. It's God's word. It's his Holy spirit. Uh, you are loved by God more than you could ever imagine.
0: Thank you, Noah, so much for, for sharing that at the end. Cause I think that just ties everything together. And if you're listening and are asking that, um, I will certainly add, um, again, I always add my email um, and way contact um, at the end of this. Um, just a way that you can, if you feel like you need someone that you can contact, um, contact me with that as well. And, and thank you, Noah, for, for coming on and just sharing a little bit of your heart and your story um, on this issue.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Jacob. Keep up the great work with the podcast. Uh, this stuff is is so needed and important that that we we, we, uh, you never know who's going to listen to this. And that's what I love. God, God will use our time together. Uh, to bring people to himself. And that is so cool. So thank you. Thanks for doing, do, doing what you're doing with your podcast.
0: Thank you all so much for listening to the Main Pursuit podcast. I have so much fun doing this. So I hope you all have an awesome time listening. And don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at the Main Man One. And while you're there, follow the podcast at Main Pursuit. You can also head over to mainpursuit.org to check out the newest blog posts and podcasts. And be sure to subscribe to my podcast and leave comments so that we can hear what you're loving. Also, want to give a quick shout out to the entire Main Pursuit team. You all are awesome for all that you do, and so are all of you too listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Main Pursuit Podcast.